You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. This time, Allison, it's going to be about characters that came from the past. Now, Courtney, you texted me and you said there is a character in this episode, and the episode is telling me that I am supposed to know who it is, and I have no idea. So, did you figure it out? I did. I did. Mm. Uh, but only because I looked it up on Wikipedia afterwards. Listeners, if you're getting some background noise, that is my cat at her scratching post. <laughs> I heard that actually last episode. <laughs> and if you hear a different background noise, that is my cat going to the toilet. <laughs> I have a very small apartment. <laughs> Speaking of cat going into the toilet, Allison. Uh-huh. Let's let's uh, do that descriptiono, because I want to get right into this thing. It's a weird segue, but okay. Um, so we watched season five, episode eight of The X-Files. It's called Kitsunegari. Uh, and here's the description. An escaped prisoner capable of mind control is loose. Mulder thinks he may be innocent, but Skelly believes Mulder is under the criminal spell. That's so stupid. <laughs> I'm thinking about thinking about going into radio. What do you think? I think, hey, got that NPR voice? Yeah, right? This is Allison, and you're listening to NPR. Ooh. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Don't humor me. Okay. No, I like about- it. I like it. <laughs> let's talk about Fox Hunt. Okay, Allison. Yeah. No pain, no gain. That's what I've heard. Is that really what you should say to someone who, like... Is going through physio? I feel like probably not. <laughs> like, my dude, I was shot in the brain. I think <laughs> uh, I don't want any more pain. I also have a giant tumor up in there. <laughs> I've got a lot of pain. Oh, thank you. Like, is this really what I should be doing? I like that nurse, though. We'll talk about her later. Okay. But can you explain to me who this motherfucker is? Uh, Courtney, this is the pusher. Uh, from season three, he was a fan favorite. He, mmm, a fan favorite. Well, huh? now let me let me tell you where I get that from. So this episode was written by Vince Gilligan and Tim Minear. So Vince Gilligan, as we know, is uh, from, oh, you know, that show with the meth. The, the, the breaking Chabad. Yeah, in the desert and they're making, they're making all that blue meth. Yeah. And then Tim Minear uh, wrote for a lot of Joss Whedon's shows like Firefly and Dollhouse and Angel. Oh, so this is just like a nerd's masturbatory fantasy. Absolutely. So the thing is, um, where I get this fan favorite thing from was I was looking at the Wikipedia page and uh, Tim Minear's original story for the episode was one where a convicted criminal who happened to be an atheist would have heard the voice of God commanding him to kill a truly evil man. And then series creator mm-hmm. Frank Spotnitz suggested that Meneer should use fan favorite Robert Modell. <laughs> so wait, they have established this man as a fan favorite 
through the X-Files. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they're like, hmm, great idea, Tim. But why don't you just like stick with what the people love? <laughs> this guy, Robert. This guy that we all remember. <laughs> the pusher. Did you remember his face? No, I looked him up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you were just as bad too. Well, I wanted to know. So I'm going to tell you, I think the one thing that'll maybe make you remember the episode that he was in, which was called The Pusher. Okay. At the end, there was a game of Russian roulette where Mulder aimed it at himself and then aimed it at this guy. Um, and the barrel was empty both times. And then he aimed it at Scully. And then Scully pulled the fire alarm and he shot Modell. Do you remember any of that? Oh, I think I remember that end part. I think I remember the end part. Yeah? Yeah, because I remember, like, us going freaking out about it. That's the only part of that episode I remember. I uh, I remember, was there a guy who, like, put gasoline on himself? That's a different guy. Uh, like a cop or something? I don't. Oh, maybe. No idea. <laughs> yeah. No idea. That's about where I'm at. Here's the process I went through in this episode. I understand this is a man that me, an X-Files watcher, should know. Yes. Because I have watched seasons one through five of the X-Files. I drastically went through my card catalog, my Dewey Decimal system of the X-Files, Allison. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I was, I, it was like series of uh, uh, like deleting kind of like, well, okay, is this guy, uh, can he squeeze? No, he can't squeeze. <laughs> is he fucking corpses? No. But can he no, fluke fucking though? fucking corpses. <laughs> Does he have some sort of a flukes? no not going in the toilet like this is literally what i did and i could not for the life of me remember this guy um but i think i remember this uh, a police officer uh pouring uh uh, gasoline on himself so yeah we have uh this man robert Mm -hmm. who we all know and love and he Mm -hmm. is my personal favorite allison Mm, you're a fan and he's your favorite (laughs) incredibly correct (laughs) and he is super dangerous because he can make other or wait he can make people Mm -hmm. kill themselves Mm -hmm. correct yeah uh so it's like a it's like a a jonestown cult sort of situation right yeah i guess so pushes people to kill themselves and he or oh no even better charles manson right yeah 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 Okay, this guy is dangerous with his yeah. mind, right? Yeah, he's got mind danger. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and what's 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 happens in this cold open? Um, he okay. Uh, I okay. Can I tell you? I literally just watched this, and this is not me pretending to not remember. <laughs> so he pushes <laughs> this wheel around, and then yes, he the bit the two guards take him back to his cell because he's in prison and the guard says to the other guard you can't trust this guy and then the other guard trusts yeah. him yeah and um then he winds up just kind of banging his head against the wall and Medell escapes and then the the big guard's like i told you not to trust him and then the little guard's like he had to go yeah and the only line of defense that these two i guess orderlies use they have a pepper spray yeah, that was really weird, huh? 
Well, if a guy gets out of hand and you spray pepper spray, my dudes is not just going to hit the the irate man in front of you. It's going to hit every other person in that room. Well, and the other thing, Courtney, is that, like, yes, he's obviously in some kind of specialized facility uh, for his um, illness, but yes. he is also in prison. Yeah. So, so they're not just orderlies. Like, those should be guards. And why is that the only weapon that they have? Yes. That's, it's, it's, it's odd to me. It's like someone took their batons away. Or like... <laughs> or they turned the, into snakes. The shockers. They tr- <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about those snakes, Allison. <laughs> and Todd? Yup. <laughs> okay. I have written down, what the hell happened to Chuck? He had to go? Who's Chuck? Who's I, Chuck? Think, I think Chuck is that the guard that was banging his head against the wall. Oh, 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 maybe, maybe. And then maybe. he said he had okay, to go. Okay, okay, okay. He had okay, to go. Okay, okay, okay. So after the doo doo um, we find ourselves in this like big airy, big room in the prison slash facility where Skinner and Mulder and Skelly are just telling everybody what the dilio is. Yes. About how to catch this guy. Oh, this is the recap where they explain who this man actually is. So me, who is a big fan of the X-Files, I already knew already. Uh But for the other not very good fans of the X-Files, the people who don't love the X-Files, it kind of recapped everything. Okay, 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 okay. Skinner is ready for business. Allison. He's he's looking raw and ready. Mmm. Ooh. Ah. (laughs) He says this is a unique situation, and he looks straight into Mulder's eyes. Oh, damn. And then he blows a kiss. Oh, damn, dude. (laughs) I said, thank God Mulder is recapping, so I understand what's going on. That's fair. That's fair. Is this where they talk about Robert being a huge weeb? Yeah, they do. They do. They say that he thinks he's a ronin, which is a a samurai without a a master. A conan? A ronin. Like like 47 ronin? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, Okay. Okay, uh, and that he follows the code of Buddha, which is the samurai's code of honor. And he has a anime girl pillow in his cell. Look, it's evidence. God, that you know, they really didn't like. There was the one thing with the like, the Japanese kanji on the wall, but there, that was really it for that. That was that was really it. Like, how did he learn that? Yeah, like how'd that come about? I don't know. Just, He's a weeb. He 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 reads the anime, Allison. They just really brought it in and dropped it. Well, <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised. Just like a lot of things. It's a really classic episode, Courtney. Had a lot of classic <laughs> X-Files elements. <laughs> like introducing reintroducing a character we don't know or care about. <laughs> yep. Uh, Robert is a weeb, and they also remind us that he also has that brain tumor. Yeah, and then, because the last thing that Skelly says in the previous episode that he's in, um, is that he will probably die from his brain tumor before he wakes up from his coma. And it turns out neither of those things were problems. Guess what? We're shipping him out again. (laughs) Take him out of cold storage, boys. Yeah, I remember the one thing I do remember about the pusher is how stupid it was to say, oh, this man has his superpowers because he has a brain tumor. Yeah, and I feel like that's not the only time they've done it, too. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) This is when we see a snake. Yeah, well, before we see a snake, we see Todd. What? Okay, uh, tell me about our sweet boy Todd. Okay, so we are in a sporting goods store. (laughs) 
there is a sporting boy behind the counter. His name, Todd. Now, now, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Allison, but this is supposed to be Virginia? Yeah. There was way too much hockey equipment there to be Virginia. <laughs> Todd ordered it special. His girlfriend's <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> what sport is Virginians into? Uh, Hyalai? <laughs> cornhole? Corn. Oh, yeah, they cornhole it real good. <laughs> you kidding me? They cornhole in for life. I think Virginia has good barbecue, and when you're in the backyard barbecue, you know what? Doing some cornholing, doing some horseshoes. Damn, yeah, that's good. Now, I thought horseshoes were more of like a main on the beach thing. Mm, no, that's lawn darts. Okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, where yeah, do yeah. they do lawn bowling? Ooh. Besides Victoria. Mm, well, definitely. Def- Probably in New England. It's a little bit whiter and waspier. That's okay. where I'm going to say some, some lawn bowling is going on. Interesting. Um, now the slip and slide. Yeah. That's my shit. That's that's some North Kakalaki going on there. I promise you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Give us a state. I will tell you the national sport. <laughs> We're working on a map. Yes. <laughs> I'm crafting it right now. Uh uh, email us. Hey, you know what? If you tweet us your state, we will come up with your state sport, and it will be perfect. Yep, guaranteed. What's our Twitter handle, Allison? Uh, it is double X Files, double spelt out, D O U B L E. Yeah, do it, do it. Okay, no talk about this snake, okay. Allison. So, uh, Todd, my my main man, Todd, yeah. he looks up at the screen and he sees a picture of this guy, the pusher, and then the pusher walks in, and then Todd's like, oh shit, it's the pusher, and I'm like, don't be a hero, Todd, but he does reach behind the counter and grab for his bat, and then yeah. the pusher says, oh, watch out for the snake, and then Todd looks down, and he's holding a snake. He's holding a snake. Now, this snake is very weird because it's very um, straight. It's a very straight snake. And you know I like my snakes gay as hell. <laughs> it's straight and stiff. It's straight, but yeah. also narrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this poor snake, he's like, don't use me as a baseball bat. I'm no good for that. I'm just a snake. And Todd's <laughs> like, oh, shit, what do I do? And the pusher's like, go put that snake in the back. Now, does Todd look like a, God, like if you had a snake in your hand, you Uh would just drop it, right? Yes. Yes, you would. You'd just be like, ah! Todd is a man without fear. Todd's got fucking nerves of steel. And that's why I love Todd so much. Yeah? Yeah? I could watch a whole show about Todd. I would. I would. You know what? What character is coming in this Virginia sports store? I want to know. Is it a sitcom? Probably. Uh Uh-huh. Let's hash that out later. Okay. Oh, God. Do you not remember what happens? Because I can carry it. God. Oh. I just watched it. I just, I have all these funny jokes, Allison, that I wrote down. And I don't remember the lead up or the context. Sounds about right. So what happens next? Uh, so Mueller comes into the sporting goods store. I don't know how they knew to go there. Yeah, Todd still has the snake in his hand, so he can't call nobody. Or is that where they trace the call to? Uh, Courtney, I don't remember. I just watched this. You just watched this thing. 
You were like, oh, Courtney, I'll carry this episode. Don't you worry, honey. And now you're like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is what happens. So um, the uh, pusher calls Mulder because he sees on yes. TV that Mulder's at the prison. Um, yes. And Mulder answers and they have a, a tete-a-tete. And um, <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> while Mulder is talking to Pusher, they're tracing the call. And the woman who is tracing the call is um, my headcanon for the origin of power lesbian tracer on Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> she got that good butt and she knows how to trace. Right? Hell yeah. That, I, that's all I know about Overwatch. So wait, in the Overwatch, the game? Does she just, like, sit in a back room and, like, trace calls? No, I think tracing means something else in the in the, the parlance Ooh. of Overwatch. Oh. I, I know lots. I know lots about Overwatch. I don't know how the game works, and I've never played it, but I'm familiar with the characters. I know there's Grandpa Piss. Yep. And Edgelord. Yep. And another Grandpa, but he's not Grandpa Piss. And Donkey Kong. And oh yeah, Donkey Kong and Gamer Girl. Uh huh. And, and um, very, uh, very, very hot assassin. Oh well, everyone's hot in Overwatch, aren't they? And the one ice climber twin, but and just the, one. She's she wants revenge. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my brother. You're going and, to pay. Oh oh no no no! I remember Captain Falcon. Uh huh. And. Uh, Dr. Mario and okay. uh, Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> and Star Fox. Come at me, gamers. I know it. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, so Robert is telling Mulder, like, it's alive. Yeah. Did well, you, no, did... no, he just says that's a joke. Oh. That's a joke oh, he's making oh. to Mulder about himself still being alive. See. <laughs> I, I don't know much about my fan favorite, Robert, <laughs> and, and his sense of humor. Okay. That's fair. There, he, he, uh, Robert says, I know you're tracing the phone, but I don't care. So this is like, I mean, this is all about. And then they go to. To the sports store. The sports store. Yeah, they go to the sports store. Yeah. And they find his, uh, they find his 3 p.m. Quest Bar wrapper. Need that protein. Gotta Allison. get the carbs. Why uh, does he need the carbs? Why is that it's important? It's because it's something to do with his brain tumor and like using his power tires them out and then he needs to carb up. <laughs> he's just eating a big plate of Alfredo like, he, while he's it mocking. Like a big plate of biscotti instead of a cup. He's just down in that spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> he's just on the phone with Mulder. Yum, 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 yum. Just like between murders, he has to stop in at the Olive Garden. That would be the greatest weakness a serial killer could have, right? Like, oh, but it's not that just much? a weakness. It's also a positive because no one can arrest you when you're at the Olive Garden because they'll cover for you because when you're there, you're family. <laughs> Allison, that was very good. Thank you. He's probably got that unlimited pasta pass every time he needs to carbo load. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Though, I don't think the Olive Garden would want Robert to, like, because he can eat. 
He can oh, yeah. alone. He can go so for days. they're losing money on this guy. He'll just sit there and clap his hands and they'll throw breadsticks into his mouth like he's a hungry seal. <laughs> He'll swallow them whole. <laughs> arr, arr. Forget about the, the shrimp uh, the shrimp scampi combo. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Powers them down. Take it off the menu. You're fresh out of shrimp. <laughs> so, Allison. Yeah. I have... He, he gets to... Or they lead him... Uh, sorry. Robert leads Mulder and the crew mm-hmm. to this house. Yeah. What's going on in this house? Uh, there's a man. And he is sitting on a couch. And he is deceased. Yes. And he is covered yes. uh, tip to tail in blue paint. Cerulean blue paint. And... Oh, um, yeah. He... Allison. Allison. Mm. I remember this. Mm-hmm. He uh, blew himself. Yeah, he blew himself hard. <laughs> blew himself but good. <laughs> and uh, he was... I remember this part. Uh, the blue blue man mm. is the prosecutor yeah. of this case. Yeah, yes. he was the guy that prosecuted the pusher originally. Yes, and now he's dead because he blew himself. Yes, uh, but before he did that, he painted a uh, kanji phrase all over the walls. And you know who they brought in to identify it? <laughs> the vaguely Asian-looking woman. I think that means I get half a point. Oh, Allison, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. They brought guess. in someone vaguely Japanese. That was the half a point. Oh, God. I thought I meant like, a, oh, I'll give it to you. You got to be more specific, my dude. I know. I know. I you know. You know I'm not above okay. scrounging. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll award the points in the, in, in the, in the predictions. No, category. I already got it. It's already in my pocket. It's a, that one is already in my G-string. <laughs> it's a half a one, first of all, <laughs> to match your other half a one that's in your G-string currently. Excellent. <laughs> so what does this woman do that they paid her to do and come and do? <laughs> what? what? Why is she there? Oh, she's there to say what the, what the letters mean. And what does it mean, Allison? What? The, the words. The what con- do, oh, what the do they mean? Yeah. They mean Kitsunagari, which is the title of this episode, and it means fox hunt. And then Mulder says, that's a little on the nose. And I said that the exact time that Mulder said that, IRL. And then Mulder actually turned to me and broke the fourth wall and looked dead into my eyes. And we looked into each other's soul to see just how dead we were inside. And it was You know what I thought? I thought that's so weird because when I was trying to predict what this episode was, I knew Kitsune meant fox. And at no point did the synapses in my brain connect that to the fact that one of the two main characters is named Fox. Alice. At no point. Though, though, Allison, really, honestly, you went the way that we thought the episode was going to go. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's... It's a, it's a title in another language is going to be super racist. Like, that's the prediction I would have made. Oh, absolutely. Still, I was a little surprised. <laughs> it was a little on the nose, though. <laughs> so my favorite part of this scene, Courtney, is when mm-hmm. the blue man, Scully opens the blue man's mouth and more paint oh. falls out. <laughs> Scully. Or when Mulder asks Scully, oh, was he married? And so Scully just rubs off some paint. Oh, yeah, there's a ring. <laughs> Yeah, there's. This was a good scene. I liked it. This was, <laughs> the paint. The paint boy was very. It good. was pretty. It was pretty good. Yes. Uh, they find out that the wife of Blue Man 
is a realtor who mm-hmm. sells commercial property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going to find her because yeah. she's not around. No, yeah. they call her and she booked a meeting with Fox Mulder to look at a property. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, no, you're Fox Mulder. He's like, yeah, that's me. And so they send two background boys who do speak um, to the to go check out the property. And these are very good boys, Courtney. Yes, they are very good. For, they're foreground boys, I think. Yes, yes. They yeah. are foreground boys. FGBs. There's two, <laughs> two cops. They're ready for action. And they go and they hunt. And one of the cops, he finds Robert. And Robert's like a little awkward, but Robert has a gun. So the cop says, get down on your hands and knees and your tummy. It's tummy time. <laughs> and so Robert goes on tummy, tummy time. And then my new kink... Allison. Uh-huh. Is Skinner screaming, federal agent, in an abandoned <laughs> commercial property? That's my new kink, because that's what happens. Do you think we can petition for season 11 to have Skinner only speak in an ASMR voice? Oh, no, because, like, I like it rough. And also then, like, everyone would come simultaneously, and that would be really <laughs> weird. Could you imagine watching the first episode of the new season and Skinner was doing his ASMR and there were some boy fights and just like, oh, I have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting weird. EW or Entertainment Tonight, like, it's like no one saw the end of uh, the new season of X-Files because everyone urges in their pants. Courtney, it would be like one of those, you know, those video clips where if you watch it, you die. Yeah. And so they try not to show it on the news and like, but people spread it around the deep web. It's oh, like one yeah. of those video clips where you, you watch it and you instantly come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they accidentally put it on the news one night. And, and <laughs> that's how everybody learns that this is what happens. And then it's like spread around the deep web. You know what, though? That would be really freeing because I bet there's a lot of people who don't know what orgasms feel like. And it'd be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. Or like people who um, have had orgasms in the past, but, you know, for physiological reasons, have difficulty having them now. It would be like actually really helpful, probably. Yeah, man. You could. Chris. Hey, Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Chris, you have to just the first five minutes, Skinner, ASMR and a boy fight and no one else will complain about your episodes because they'll just stop watching because there's jizz in their pants. So no one will say anything bad about your episodes. Yeah, you got to get some good karma, my man. It's, it's ingenious. There's no room for racism when there's jizz in your pants. Okay, well, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> I feel like you're maybe really giving the human race too much credit. <laughs> Let's talk about Linda. Let's talk about Linda. Oh, wait, can we first say that... the um. Here's one thing I don't like about the pusher. <laughs> oh, only one thing, Allison. <laughs> Courtney, he's a boy buster. He keeps busting all my boys. <laughs> he got Todd. He got my two good yeah. cops. When will he yeah. stop? When will he stop busting my boys? <laughs> only when he's dead, Allison. And thankfully, that comes soon enough. <laughs> so Linda is also there. Linda. She also appeared. Linda is the real estate agent and the wife of the blue man. Mm-hmm. And um, they, she arrives and she's like, oh, I'm late for my appointment. Are you Fox Mulder? And he's like, yes, I am. I'd like to buy this commercial property. Uh, do they question her then? 
Um, I'm sorry, I had a brain fart because all I could think was, my name is Fox Mulder and I'm here to say I'd like to buy this commercial property in a major way. But it's done now. Okay, <laughs> Maybe he'll have some root for a bed in that commercial property. <laughs> so they talk to her a little now, but they don't really question her until they get her into um, oh, yeah. secure person prison. Because uh, Robert is still in the building. No, he's in the building across the street. Oh, well, you think they would check, I don't know, the area for this serial killer? I wouldn't, because, Courtney, this episode really demonstrates how bad at their jobs they all are. Mulder, especially. <laughs> is this where Mulder gets his mind freaked? Yeah, this is actually my how it should have ended. Oh, well, you want to hit it now? I'll hit it now. I'll hit it hard. Yeah, um, do it, do it. So it actually follows vaguely the plot of what does happen, um, but in my how it should have ended, um, Mulder, as he does in the episode, decides to go into this building alone where he knows that he will find the pusher, and then he listens to the pusher, as he knows he shouldn't, and then the pusher yeah. kills him. And that's the end <laughs> of the episode. And the series. And we're free. I love this alternative timeline you've crafted for me, Allison. Yes, it's part of oh. the potato-verse. <laughs> Dang, Coyle would be so proud. <laughs> okay, I like that, because then we're free and we don't have to listen to any more uh, 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 podcast about the X-Files and we don't have to watch any more X-Files. So that'd be great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but this is like, this is where the episode is really classic X-Files for me because yes. it's at this point, which is like maybe halfway through the episode or a little bit before or a little after where Mulder realizes that he has all the answers. He alone has all the answers. He's oh, going to go yeah. off and solve it on his own. Yep. And everyone else is proved wrong. So is this where they interview Linda, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Linda says, oh, you should have just shot Robert dead. Then that would have saved a lot of taxpayers money. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the husband. And and I was kind of catching on, well, did Mulder and Scully tell this woman that her husband was dead? Yeah, they I definitely did. Think- oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, because she was definitely upset about it. Um. And Mulder says, oh, yeah, he was true blue. And I was like, oh, my God, Mulder, a man has died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mulder's a real D. Mulder's a real D in this episode. This is when Mulder reveals, and just like you said, oh, Mulder is right and everyone else is wrong. Oh, my God, it's not Robert. It's Linda. Linda has another. Linda has the mind powers. Uh Uh-huh. So Skinner suspends him now this okay the part about this scene that really got me uh was skinner says hand over your your weapon and mother says why who are you afraid i'm gonna point it at and literally in the previous episode this put this guy was in Mulder pointed his gun at scully (laughs) so it's like (laughs) what what point are you trying to make we're afraid you were going to kill yourself or someone else like that's not surprising or do you remember when uh, Mulder pointed at a man who he was threatening after he beat them up? Do you remember that? Oh, I do. Yes. Like Mulder points his weapon at everyone. Mulder would point his weapon at his own dick if he thought it would solve anything. <laughs> he does. All the time. <laughs> it turns him on. So Mulder, even though he's suspended, he ha- I, gu- I guess he has no gun. Does he have no badge? Is that the whole deal? I think, yeah, I think, well, I think he mostly had to give up his weapon. I'm not really sure. 
Or does like Daddy Skinner spank him later? Is that the Oh, whole? I mean that's absolutely a- happening. Is this a sex thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> it must be because Mulder just fucking he doesn't give a shit. He just keeps going. This is how they incorporate play into their workplace. <laughs> Keep your kink at home. Scully's right there, boys. Yes. Come on, guys. Uh, because I remember Mulder goes back to question the physio. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, hey, who's who's this woman who is visiting Robert? And the physio's like, oh, I don't know. Let me get my glasses. It's a nun. Mulder wants to find out if it's 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 uh, Linda, right? Yeah, because this this nun visits him all the time from the Little Sisters of Charity. Uh, the physio is trying to get her glasses, but while she's getting her glasses, the phone rings, and she's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And then she opens up a fuse box and fries herself. She sure do. The cutest thing happened. I have uh, my significant other, Colin, who is an electric engineer, uh, eating right beside me on the couch, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, about 600 volts there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's very good. And then I asked him, like, hey, if you were to fry yourself, is that how it would have happened? And apparently you would have been a little, he sh- she should have been a little bit more charred, especially oh, in the wow. finger region. Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah. Well, I'm good. Cause I was wondering that, too, so I'm glad that we have his input. Yeah. Well, if uh, anyone else fries in the X-Files, <laughs> my, my husbando can tell us exactly how many volts and how damaged the skin could be. <laughs> Special reporter, metal husband. (laughs) This is the section where I wrote, Allison, I don't know if Skinner has big hands or a small gun, but damn. (laughs) At that point, I wrote, cool as hell. How, what is Skinner doing? What's his whole deal? Oh, I also wrote, swing that dick, sir. (laughs) Um, So Skinner... Is in the, um, what do you call it when people can't be with the family no mo and they have to go into hiding? Uh, witness protection. Witness protection. Witness protection. I guess that's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I know that's what it's called, but I'm like, is that even where she should be? But what does it matter? <laughs> um, it's the X Files. Yeah. Did she wit- wait? Did she witness something? <laughs> <laughs> Was she witnessing for her lord? I don't know. Uh, so um, Skinner's in the witness protection facility and he realizes that the phone is ringing and no one's answering it. And also there's nobody around. Um, yeah. And so he goes to the door that, of her room and it's been locked because the pusher went in there. Um, and so he fucking kicks the door down. Oh, and I came. Oh, yeah, God. me too. And I wish that I'd saved it for the next moment because Skinner aims his gun at the pusher and then the pusher says, Mm. I have a gun. And then he's holding a gun and then Skinner shoots him. And the gun was just his fingers making a finger gun. (laughs) Finger guns. Uh, Let's back up. Ooh, you know I have a thing for breaking down doors. Oh, I know you do. I don't think we've seen Skinner break down a door, but oh. It was very good. And Skinner shoot a man? Oh. Uh No. One thing uh-huh. I wish they had spent a little more time on is that it seems like, yeah, I don't know if this is a character choice on the uh, part of Mitch, but it feels like Skinner is having some turmoil for having shot an unarmed man that he can't yeah. quite wrap his head around because to him, the guy was holding a gun, but then when he shot him, he clearly wasn't. And they even mentioned like, we haven't found the gun. And I feel like, oh, I wish that we could have explored that a little more 
Skinner's feelings on that and like how it pertains to the way that he relates to the X-Files and his involvement in the X-Files going forwards and how it might change his perspective on things. Yeah, because maybe in the next episodes you have a a problem, you have a killer who has a, a, a... I don't know, a hostage and Skinner has his gun, but hesitates like stuff like that would be really cool. I mean, yeah, totally. And I feel like like that's something that we don't really touch on. Obviously, we've seen Scully like falling more and more into the X-Files. But like now that Skinner is getting deeper, like what is his does he believe, I guess, Mm. is the question. Does he want to believe? Does he want to believe? So maybe he he has this thing about shooting an unarmed man or maybe it's like no this guy has to have a gun because i still don't believe that Mulder is correct and this guy can make me see or do things that i don't want to do yeah yeah so to me that's just a fascinating conversation i wish we would have been able to hear skinner talk about it <sighs> though i hear allison in the new season there is a skinner episode oh that sounds cool and about I mean, his Vietnam uh, uh, life. Yeah, I'm. I, as you know, I'm super into that. As our listeners probably know, we are both super into that. Yes. So hopefully there is hope. Hopefully. I mean, I, honest, on one hand, I don't really want to see what Chris Carter's going to do with a Vietnam War episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I dread it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. But I do love Skinner. Mark Snow, you're on deck. Write me some good music. <laughs> oh, no. Do you remember the episode with the, the Vietnam War Memorial dedication where there was a parade and everyone was cheering? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, I do. That was awful. Yep. But Allison, there was a guy who was in Vietnam and he was cheering. Yeah, so he was, was fine. He was cool with it. Looked like he had a great time. Uh, Allison. Uh-huh. N- uh, uh, a nurse. Yes, a nurse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So, um, uh, the pusher goes back to the hospital and, <laughs> you know and what, it, we're, we're going to get some emails. That's just how we say it in Canada. That's just how we say, we say hospital. You know what? We're not going to apologize. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, he, <laughs> he's at the hospital. He's in his bed. Mulder's like waiting for him to wake up. I don't really know why. Um, and then a nurse comes in and the Mulder leaves, but it was just Linda with a little sign on her that said nurse. Yeah, man. She has that psychic paper. She does. She got that what psychic that... brain tumor. <laughs> what that Doctor Who has. I don't understand how... Uh, I thought... Uh, are they not supposed to be verbal commands? Like, why would that extend yeah. to a piece of paper? <laughs> Well, no, uh, Mulder read that it was a nurse. And so she's like, oh, yeah, I guess it must be a nurse. Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) That doesn't make any. How would his brain tumor affect? How would her brain tumor affect their perception without her saying anything? Like, even when he did. (laughs) Like, if you held a sign that said gun, would they see a gun in your hand? Maybe Linda, before she, like, stepped into the room, just said really quickly, I'm a nurse. (laughs) I'm a nurse. Courtney, you know what? Actually, that's what it is. He doesn't have an unlimited pasta pass. He just wrote that on a piece of paper. (laughs) He didn't pay for the pasta? That's how you game the system when you gotta carb up. Why would you even turn to serial killing where you could just fucking eat pasta anytime you wanted? Are you saying that... 
Unlimited pasta is the cure for serial killing. Olive Garden, open your doors. <laughs> Olive Garden, get creative. <laughs> You're our only hope. Oh, God. So, like, could Robert, like, make a fake ID, but just with, like, a piece of a toilet paper and just say, yeah, I'm, eight, I'm 19 and just, like, slide it across? Like, yeah. Okay. I guess so. And the bartender would be just like, checks out. Here's all your tequila, sir. Allison, as every X-Files, the rules, they don't exist or matter. They're also, can I say, uh, very bad. Just buck wild. Bring some Colin Mockery in here because he'll teach us the rules don't matter. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so she... Oh, you know what, actually, Courtney? What? What? Maybe maybe he's actually carbo-loading at Outback Steakhouse because, you know, no rules just right. <laughs> No rules, just right. Just believe this is the X Files. We could do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> God, do you think Chris has his producers' meetings at Outback just to make a statement? Oh, absolutely. So Linda, she does a murder. Yeah, she. Why? Murders. Hey, what? Wait, why does she do a murder though? Why does she do a murder though? Allison, why does she do a murder? This is where everything goes off the rails and ceases to make any sense at all. Okay, so I think what we're supposed to believe is that the reason why she does a murder is that she wants to stop the pusher from trying to explain to Mulder not to fall into her game. Because that's what the pusher said to Mulder when he saw him on the third floor of the engineering building. Uh, He said, don't play her game. But that is what even originally sparked Mulder to think, oh, maybe she murdered her own husband. Yeah. So the one possibility that I think they want us to consider is that the pusher, the lady pusher, is um, (laughs) killing the OG pusher um, because she doesn't want to be exposed as the person who's really going around killing people. I guess doing a murder doesn't help that. But then the other thing is, why would he even break out of prison Like, why would he do anything at all? Why would the episode even have started? So do you think she... Okay, let's... let's, Linda visits Robert. Yeah. Why? Because she's just found out that they're fraternal twins. Oh, I forgot about the twin thing. Yeah, for this whole episode, I was like, is that his mom? Are they fucking? What is happening? (laughs) I thought they were fucking. Yeah, me too. Um, But it turns out that they're fraternal twins. So... She finds out after his trial um, that, or or at some point, because she married the prosecutor. Yeah. Two days after she met him. Quickly. So do you think she, do you think she married him for her brother's sake? Now, Courtney, this is what I don't like about the (laughs) X-Files. I don't want to watch an episode of television and then play an entire game of Clue. Wait, who had the lead pipe again? Mm, who was in the conservatory? See, I I say, Allison, if I do say so myself, we're two pretty well-educated schmucks, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you just watched this episode. I, act, I watched this episode and I didn't even play any pocket camp. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I know, I know. Did you Did you play it while recording? Uh, uh, mm, let me just give this apple to this pig and then I will. Oh, Courtney. Mm, here you go. Uh, so the fact that we're p- 
piecing this back together means that there's a problem. Like, there's a problem with this episode. I think, here's the thing. When you're writing an episode of television, these are the questions you don't want your audience to be asking. One, why did the catalyst for this episode even happen? Two, what are the motivations of the main antagonist of this episode and why are they doing what they're doing? Yes. Like... These are all these are questions we don't know the answer to, and that's to me. This is classic X Files. Like you watch it, you're like, okay, 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 and then you hit a point where you're like, nothing means anything. (laughs) Might as well just sit here and jerk off. Because what use is thinking? This is how it ends, Allison. Yeah, please. Linda kills her brother. Why? I don't know. Mm. Who knows? Maybe someone out there knows. I don't personally. Uh, she has a tumor too, and she has special powers. Mulder was right all along. Yeah, he goes to a warehouse that she writes the address of on the back of the card that says nurse. <laughs> I don't, ugh. So she's trying to get hey, revenge hey, on, hey. on, Why wouldn't Mulder call for backup? This is my, now this is my point. Mulder is just the worst FBI agent, because he's doing all the things that he absolutely knows he shouldn't do, and he should die for it. <laughs> He should be punished. He should be killed. Minimum. Why is, how does Scully know to come here either? Not, no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. Why is she there? I don't know. Why didn't, hey, why didn't Scully bring backup? I don't know. Courtney, let me crack out one of my favorite gems that I haven't used in a while. Huh? It's never explained. I hate this show so much, Allison. Allison, I hate this show so much. Allison, we have to watch, oh, what? Uh, four more episodes of this season, and then we have a whole other 10 episodes of a new season, and then we yep. have to watch another, like, 10 episodes of this season again. Allison, I'm so sad. It's going to be okay, because you know what's going to get us through it? Why don't you tell me about the final scene? Okay, so Mulder goes to this abandoned warehouse. Why? It was never clear. Not that scene. What? The final scene. Let me, let me, let's, we should do the the thing, right? We should do the the warehouse standoff? Oh, I guess. I mean, I feel like we kind of covered it. Well, okay, but this is important to my how it should end it. Oh, okay, go for it then. So... Mulder goes in and there's Scully there and Scully's like, oh no, Mulder, she's got me with her psychic brain tumor. She ate lots of pasta, so now she has complete control. And then Scully shoots herself and we're like, oh no, no. And Mulder real sad. And then Mulder turns and it's Linda, but Linda's saying, I'm Scully, don't believer your sister is samantha you love the bone skinner i know all your secrets and so linda's really behind her and scully kills shoots yeah now go to the end scene you do the end scene it's a treat for you okay um so after that Mulder and skelly are in skinner's office mm-hmm. i almost said orifice um <laughs> that comes later baby <laughs> And um, Skinner's like, well, kids, you did it again. And basically just says, oh, they were fraternal twins and they had the same brain tumor. Bloody, 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 blah. And then Skelly and Mulder go to leave and he says, hey, Mulder, you stay here. Oh. And then he tells Mulder <gasps> that even though 
he went off on his own three times and almost got his partner killed, that he did a great job. (laughs) And he's about to do an even better one. Mm. (laughs) And Mulder slowly gets to his knees and then we fade to black. Yep, exactly. Now, Allison, that is how this episode ended, but can I tell you how it should have ended? Please. Chris Carter and friends, I know you tried real hard, but you shed the bed again on this one. Nothing to fear, Courtney and Allison are here to clean up the mess that you've done. It's how it should have ended if you weren't so fucking bad at writing. We are back in the commercial property. Mulder is there by himself. He did not call for backup because that's how he does things. Allison, instead of Scully there, it's Skinner. Oh, shit. And Skinner has his, his, his gun pointed to Mulder. And Skinner says the same thing. Oh, my God. Linda is controlling me. Help me. Help me. Help me. And then Mulder turns and Skinner shoots himself. And Mulder runs to his side and his boss and his lover is covered in blood. And then he turns and he sees Linda. And he's like, nah, bitch. I do what I want. (laughs) And then he shoots Linda. But it turns out Linda is actually Skinner. So he just shot Skinner, his boss and lover. And Scully's there, too. And Scully's like, what's going on? So here's the deal. Skinner's, okay. in, the, Skinner's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Scully has a talk with Mulder and says, who did you see when you walked in? Who was the person that you... Was it your sister? Like, who was the person that had this big effect? And Mulder has to say, I saw Skinner. That was the person who affected me the most. So Mulder now has to come to terms with the fact that he openly has feelings for his boss. And now he's looking in the hotel hotel room, the hospital room, (laughs) and there's his boss who he shots. And now Mulder has changed. Allison Mulder will never do anything stupid or reckless again. He will play by the rules because he has hurt the one person he loves. Allison. Oh, God. Former slam piece, future wifey. (laughs) That's how it should have ended. I think that's very good. Okay, good. Good work. Good work. (laughs) Oh, let's rate this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I will go have a nap. Five is I will never sleep at night. Oh, God. I am. This is a downhill slide. I am a, a negative 14, Allison. Mucho tai tai. Yep. Okay. Well, I rate on a rage scale. Um, it goes from one, which means it's a great, well-paced, well-written episode. And I think the writers did a great job, honestly, uh, to Excelsis Day. We haven't gotten a one yet. I don't know why. Um, but this episode was pretty classic <laughs> Wait, X-Files. Allison, you don't know why? <laughs> well, Courtney, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> okay. Um, this episode was a classic Files app. I think I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, yes. Classic seven, for sure. Mm, lucky number sevens. I 
think we need to take some time and settle our predictions. Yes, I think you're right. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. So, Allison, if I remember correctly, you predicted two two things. Mm-hmm. What were the two things? Do you remember the two things that you predicted? Yep. The first thing was that there would be a um, trickster spirit. Yes. Uh, and the second thing was that there would be a vaguely Japanese person. <laughs> and you know what? I guess I got to give you a half point. Hey, I nailed that second one. <laughs> you did because they literally just, she wasn't in any other scene. They just brought her in to read the script on the wall. Yep. <laughs> Quick, call Juliet. We have some writing for her to translate. But I'm I feel Korean. like Rian. Uh... <laughs> I feel like that actress's presence in the episode was in the spirit of what I predicted. Oh, defo! It definitely was. They hired like, her specifically. A... <laughs> yeah, yeah, an actor used specifically for their ethnicity. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then thrown away. Then she has nothing else to do. Yep. Just hangs out in the uh, hangs out of the crafty. <laughs> um. Why did why did Chris Carter put a, aside a plate of sushi for me? What the fuck? <laughs> oh God, that's what he would have done. I swear to God. No, absolutely, I believe you. Uh, so that means you are got a raging twofer. You got two points there, Allie. Hell yeah! And I got one and a half. Nice. So give I'm winning. me. Yeah, of course you're winning. <laughs> okay. Give me that sweet next prediction allison so i can catch up with you okay uh you are predicting season five episode nine and the title schizogeny oh no (laughs) do you want me to spell it no it's no use (laughs) okay (laughs) allison i don't wanna i don't wanna well you gotta (laughs) I, i think before we start recording did we talk about this downward slide that we're having yeah yep all these episodes that we have to record before the new season sound pretty shitty well i just some of them we've definitely heard of and we've definitely heard things about them can you say the name again schizogeny oh allison i don't want (laughs) well courtney tough noogies uh god i'm gonna do this is a person with Oh, it's just so sick in my stomach to say uh, a mental illness. This person yep. has um, inner voices. Mm-hmm. And um, someone has reported or people are reporting crimes in the small town. And all these people reporting crimes over the telephone are actually the same person. Uh, and it's actually the killer. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah? So this person has, oh, God, multiple personalities. Oof, and oof. I know, I know, I know, but dude. You know, I feel bad every time I predict an episode's going to be racist, even though <laughs> I know how likely it is. I know. Let's do half point multiple personalities. Half point mentally ill uh, is the main character trait of this, like, killer or the enemy sort of thing would that be a good split 
Well, instead of um, multiple personalities for the half point, first half point, let's do auditory hallucinations. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Auditory hallucinations for the half point, and then the other half point is a mentally ill. Like, that is feels like it's shooting fish in the barrel, but you had vaguely a- Asian person. As yeah, well. no, I'm going to give it to you. It's cool. So, yeah, so the mentally ill, and the mentally ill part is the main part of their character description, basically. Yeah, no other features in no, any way. No, no. Okay. Because <laughs> that's how the X-Files do it. That's how they roll. Allison, how can the sweet listeners get a hold of you and also me? Oh, space cadets. If you want to talk to us, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's double spelt out, D-O-U-B-L-E. We love to hear from you guys. We want to know what state you live in so we can give you a favorite sport. We want to know (laughs) if you have any hometown X-Files. We want to know what your predictions are for season 11. Yeah. we want to know how you're doing. Yeah, man. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Double X Files. And we're on Tumblr at Fuck Yeah Double X Files. And uh, Instagram. Also, did we say Instagram? Instagram. I did Instagram. Okay. I don't know. I was just excited about our Instagram. It's very good. Yes. I like how you put your slides on there, Allison. My very good slides. Yes. You're very Mulder esque. <laughs> Okie dokie, I think that's it. Until next time, the the truth truth is out out there. there. Well, that's another session in the books, babe. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Nailed it.